0: All right, sounds good. And then we're going to spend some time in worship and and praise after I'm done preaching, but I want to to just share an exciting message that God's laid on my heart for this moment in our church's history, and we're excited about just what God is, not only what God has done uh, in our community and in our church, what God is doing, but ultimately what God is going to do. And uh, this is just the beginning, once again, of what God wants to do. Would you bow your heads with me? Let's invite the presence of God to this room today. Thank you, Lord. God, we want to give you praise and honor and adoration today. King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, all the honor and glory be yours forever and ever. We give you praise. We give you adoration. This morning, God, we ask that you would would reign, you would rule, that you would be lifted high in this room today, that God, everything that we say and do would bring honor to you, Lord Jesus, that God, we would trumpet the name of Jesus Christ, that people's lives would be touched and changed and transformed from this place going out into this region and ultimately into this country, that God, you would begin the transformation process in our lives today. Father, as we celebrate today, Lord Jesus, that help our hearts, God, to be excited about the things that you are doing and what you want to do. God, we, we, we just turn over our emotions, we turn over our hearts to you, God, that, Lord, you would, just, uh, you would just fill them with expectation and excitement and passion, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I don't know how many people in this room have experienced God in, in a powerful way or in a special way. You know, we, we wrote on the sign here, sometimes God shows up. And there are times in our lives when God shows up and and maybe we're praying for something or we experience a situation where we just sense that God is moving and God is doing something and we have a sneaking suspicion that God is involved in the situations that we're in. But this morning I want to look at the times in the Bible not where we have a sneaking suspicion that God is involved, but rather an undeniable proof that God is involved. He orchestrated everything and put it on display for all to see. It is beyond question that God intervened on their behalf in God's Word and that God can intervene on our behalf. Our catchphrase this morning for church today, if you remember one thing, is sometimes God shows up. And other times, God shows off. Guys, this morning I want you know we're going to be jumping around the Bible, so I'm not going to turn tell you to turn to certain places, but we'll have it on the screen, the chapters and where they're at. If you'd like to open your Bibles to those uh, to those accounts, you can do that. Uh, If not, you can write them on a piece of paper and look them up at at home when you get there this afternoon. If you'd like to look over those things, but in Exodus chapter 14, it's one of those God shows off moments. In Exodus chapter 14, the children of Israel were leaving Egypt after the ten plagues uh, had happened, and as they were leaving. Egypt, Uh, they actually went to their Egyptian neighbors and their Egyptian neighbors began to give them gold and silver and things, precious goods, and loaded the children of Israel down with all of these incredible goods. The Bible says it's as if the children of Israel plundered Egypt as they were leaving. So as they were leaving in that moment, God led them out of the city, God led them out of the region, And, and the Bible says that in that moment, God was in the form of a cloud leading them, a pillar of cloud by day, and then something else by night. But the pillar of cloud by day led all of the children of Israel all the way down to the place where the edge of the Red Sea was, brought them to the shore of the Red Sea in that moment. And in in that moment, God was taking them to the promised land. He was pointing them in the direction that he wanted them to go. But something happened. After all of the children of Israel left in that moment, Something happened to Pharaoh's heart and he changed his mind and he said, you know what? Uh, I want to go back and I'm going to go back and capture all of those slaves or I'm just going to slaughter them in the desert. After being embarrassed by these 10 plagues and all the things that God did, I'm going to go back and have my revenge. So he set out with his army to chase down the children of Israel. All of a sudden, the children of Israel see in the distance the clouds beginning to to push up from the chariots and and the men coming in, charging in to kill them. And they're afraid at that moment. They're against the edge of the Red Sea and and these men charging in they didn't need God to show up in this moment they needed something incredible to happen and something did in that moment, the Bible says that the cloud that was leading them began to shift and it began to come around the back side of the people and it began to create almost like a wall between the people of God and the army of Pharaoh and As the army of Pharaoh sh- charged in, the, the cloud began to set, and as the the sun or excuse me the sun began to set, and as the sun crossed the horizon and plunged down and it began to get dark, the cloud erupted into a huge fire. And it was as if a wall of fire was pressed between God's people and the army of Pharaoh. And in that moment, they knew that they were led by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. That, that wall of fire stood between God's people and this army that was going to destroy them. In that moment, the wind began to blow and, and the Red Sea began to push up on one side as if the water were walling into a giant wall and the wind began to blow hard at the backs of the people of Israel and it dried the ground of the Red Sea in that moment. And as the, as the ground began to get hardened by the, by the wind, the people began to walk across the Red Sea. And as they walked and finally every person got past Moses stood on the edge of the Red Sea and the fire, of, the cloud of fire dissipated. There was nothing between the children of God and the army of Pharaoh. The army of Pharaoh raced with all of their might across the Red Sea floor that had been dried by the water. As they entered into the middle of the Red Sea, at that moment Moses raised his hands and the entire wall began to collapse. The the army, as they were frantically trying to get away, the Bible says that, that their wheels twisted and turned and they were thrown into a state of confusion. And in one moment the wall of water washed over and completely destroyed the entire enemies of God in one moment. Sometimes God shows up but in other instances, God shows off. You know what, guys? It, later on in God's Word in Numbers chapter 11, the children of Israel are in the desert, past the Red Sea. They're in the desert, and, and uh, God shows up miraculously every day. In fact, the people have nothing to eat, and God, every morning with the dew, uh, creates this kind of like a bread substance that is laying on the ground that they would pick up and they would eat, and it was called manna. And every morning, God showed up. Every morning, he showed up again and again and again and again and again. But then finally, after quite a few days, the people of God began to complain. Christians aren't known for complaining, are we? They began to say, you know what, this tastes the same every single day. I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of manna. I'm so tired of manna. Do you remember when we were back in Egypt and there were melons and leeks and we could stick our our fork into a pot and pull it out and there would be meat on the end of that fork? Do you remember the meat that we used to eat in Egypt, how wonderful it was. And so they began to complain about not having any meat to eat. So they said, we want meat, we want meat. And and finally God just gave in to the whiny crybabies and and he said that, you know what, I'm just going to show off for a minute here. And the Bible says that one day he told Moses, tell the people to get ready to eat meat because I'm bringing the meat truck. And the Bible says that a great wind swept in across that area. It was absolutely amazing. The Bible says that, that God didn't just show up with one quail that would fly into the tent of all of the children of Israel and they would get to eat that, cook it and eat it. The Bible says for a day's walk in every direction, there were quail piled from knee high to waist high. In every single direction you could walk for a whole day. And that's how deep they were. Sometimes God shows up, and other times God just simply shows off. I mean, these people were just astounded at at God and how incredible that was in that moment. Sometimes God shows up, and other times God shows off. You know, in in John chapter 11, Jesus shows up late for a funeral. That's not a good thing to do. Jesus shows up late for a funeral. Actually, Jesus uh, was... Heard that his friend Lazarus was sick. And rather than going directly to Lazarus in that moment, he waited. And actually, Lazarus dies. And Jesus comes after the funeral had already taken place. And in John chapter 11, it says that Martha, Lazarus's sister, runs to meet Jesus when he is coming, and, and even before he gets to the house where he was coming to, she meets him on the road, and what does she say? Jesus, if you had just, and I'm paraphrasing, Jesus, if you had just shown up, my brother wouldn't be dead. If you'd just shown up, if you'd just come when we called you to come, my brother wouldn't be dead right now. Jesus continued on. Martha was kind of the... the type a personality in the in the relationship there she was going to confront get right in jesus's face mary her sister was a little bit more kind-hearted and and that kind of thing and she came to jesus but she also said the exact same question she said jesus if you would have shown up our brother wouldn't be dead right now so in that moment jesus says take me to where he's buried so the, the whole group of people and the disciples and, and a bunch of people go to the, to the tomb and Jesus stands outside of the tomb and he says, I want you to roll away the stone in front of the cave in which they buried Lazarus or put him in that sealed tomb. And, they, and, and Martha speaks up right away, the type A, right? She jumps right into the situation. She says, Lord, Lord we, can't, we can't open that tomb. He has already been dead for multiple days. It's going to stink. The body's rotting. This is not a good situation. Jesus says, Just open the tomb. They open the tomb, and in that moment, Jesus peers into the darkness and he shouts, Lazarus, come out. The crowd was much like ours this morning. No one dared even breathe. They had seen Jesus do miraculous things, but nothing like this. They hear a rustling from deep inside of the darkness of the cave. And a man begins to come out, mummified, probably shuffling like this into the daylight. And sometimes, God shows up And there are other times that God just simply shows off. Jesus, in in John chapter 21, actually the the disciples didn't know it was Jesus, but the disciples were out fishing all night in John chapter 21. And as they were fishing, they had not caught any fish all night. And they were professional fishermen. Okay, I mean, these guys knew what they were doing. And from shore, a, a, a figure shouts out to them, not knowing that it was Jesus, the disciples are having an interaction with this person on the shore, and the man on the shore says, hey, have you caught anything yet? They said, no, the fishing's horrible tonight, and we're ready to come in. And the figure from on the shore says, take your net and drop it on the other side of the boat. The guys in the boat are like... (laughs) We've been out all night. We're professional fishermen. What you don't understand is that in our minds, drop it on the other side of the boat doesn't mean the same thing in their mind as drop it on the other side of the boat. See, what you have to understand is, in Jesus day, fishing boats were about seven to eight feet wide. 90 inches. So they've got the, the net on this side of the boat, and the guy goes, "Hey, put the net 90 inches over here." Professional fishermen. That's just stupid. So they reel up all of their gear, all of this stuff. They throw the net over onto the other side of the boat 90 inches away. The Bible says in that moment the, the, the net began to get heavy and so incredibly heavy that they couldn't lift it in the boat. It was filled with 153 large fish that wouldn't even fit in the boat. They had to drag it to shore. In the boat. Sometimes, guys, God shows up, and in other instances, God just simply shows off. You see, guys, as we look this morning, this message. Is about the times that God stepped up in areas and did absolute incredible miracles. And there are those times when people would say, well, you know what? We might be praying for something and God answers our prayer and it's a little thing. And other people might say, you know what? Well, that's just coincidence. That's just happen chance. You're just lucky. There's really no such thing as God. But you know what? There are times when God shows up in those little instances and we give God the praise as Christians. But there are other times in our life when God absolutely shows off. And I don't care if you're a Christian or or, or a reprobate, it doesn't matter. You all look at the, the same and say, there is a God. Sometimes God shows off. Amen. It happens. And guys, I want you to understand that many times when God shows off, it's undeniable whether, no matter what your view is on God, and people just shout that it, it's absolutely incredible. This morning, guys, I want to share with you some of the times that God has showed off uh, in this church's history, uh, I became the senior pastor at Wofford City Assembly of God in October of 2007. And since that time, uh, I, have perp- I have personally witnessed God show off many, many times. Um, some examples of those. In, in September of 2008, and, and there were many people in this room that were here, Uh, For this day, but we had uh, when I when I came to Watford City Assembly of God, there was just a brand new sanctuary that was built. It was it was the old sanctuary that we were in. It's the where we have Sunday school now. Uh, We call it the chapel. And when I first came to the church here, uh, the the chapel was there. It was brand new and it was beautiful and it fit our needs and it was it was a wonderful place and we were so excited. And there was, um, there was a debt left on that chapel. And we felt as though God was asking us to pay off the debt so that he could position us as a church to uh, do inc- more incredible things than we could ever imagine. And, and as we began to, to go through that process, we decided we would set a date And and on that day, we were going to give the best offering that we possibly could as individuals, and we were going to leave the rest in God's hands, and we were going to try and pay off uh, that entire chapel area, that sanctuary that we had, so that our church could be debt free, so that we could accomplish the things that God wants us to do. And that, um, I remember just months prior to that day, and maybe even weeks, I was sitting in a restaurant here in town, and there was a missionary that came, and he began to talk to me. He said, You know what? Pastor Sheldon, even though you're a rural church in North Dakota, you guys should be seriously considering planting churches. Planting churches both uh, around Watford City and and in this region, but also about planting churches around the world. He said, did you know that in Kenya right now, you can build a church for $25,000? I thought, man, that's absolutely amazing. It kept stirring on my heart that, that someday that we as a church would have the opportunity maybe to, to build another church in another country, and, and if it was that economical, well, why not? So as we got closer to, to the day where we were having a special offering to receive to pay off the debt of that chapel, up to that point, um, we had not have, had many offerings ever exceed over $10,000 in our church history. Uh, It was very few times, um, if any, actually. But for some reason, I I felt directed to say that if there was more money than the debt, that anything exceeding above that debt would go towards planting a church in Africa, whether it was $5 or $50 or $500, at that point, we had, our debt had been, kinda, had been about $50,000 when we originally started talking about it. It had whittled down to around 38000 or something like that. Guys, that morning, we taped balloons in the ceiling of the church, and, and we were ready to celebrate regardless of what happened. And that morning, um, we began to sing songs, and the people began to count the offering. And while they were counting the offering, it was taking too long. We ran out of songs. And uh, so I said to the band, I said, play it again. And I went back there. I said, what in the world is going on back here? They said, there's so much in the offering, we can't count it fast enough, Pastor. That morning, to my amazement and absolutely just mind-blown, mind blown, on the screen flashed $63,000 from a small rural congregation in North Dakota. And in that moment... And in that moment, God just didn't decide to show up for church. He just simply showed off. At that moment, we, we not only paid off our entire church, but built another church in entirety. We sent a team over to Kenya, and they built a church in Africa so that many people for many generations could come to know Jesus through that area and through that a process. We paid the church plant pastor for one year. Uh, we had enough money to pay him for one year and gave them a sound system so that they could uh, share Christ with more and more people in the region. Guys, not only did God show up that Sunday, but God absolutely showed off. There was a gentleman in our church who um, one morning he woke up and he just felt like God was telling him to go to church. So he got in his vehicle, he got all dressed up, he asked his wife, would you like to go to church this morning? They never went to church. They rarely ever left the ranch. This gentleman said, I felt like God was telling me to go to church, so he went to the first church and the church service was already done. So he was kind of like, well, what do I do now? Somehow in the back of his mind, he remembered that the Assembly of God people are always late. (laughs) And so... He said, I'll just zip out to that church, the Assembly of God church. Their service is the late service. And so he walked in with his wife, and they sat in the back row. God began to touch his heart that day. He began to feel things inside of him that he had never felt before. It was the presence of God touching him and changing him. So week after week, he would wake up on Sunday mornings to go and watch this church. That's what he called it. He said, I would sit in the back row and I would watch you guys interact with each other. He said, I couldn't believe that people actually liked each other that much. (laughs) And then God showed up one Sunday. In fact, I can't take any credit for it whatsoever because I didn't preach that day. The presence of God began to move in such a powerful way that we just continued to sing and worship God. And that man who sat in the back row for many weeks watching the church that Sunday walked all the way up to the front and knelt in the very corner where no one else would see him. And he began to pray to a God that he didn't know. He said, God, you need to change my heart and my life. For decades, every day I consume alcohol and I can't stop. I need you to change my life. Can you help me? Guys, sometimes God shows up in people's lives. A lot of times people will get saved and we have to work through a lot of difficult issues in our lives where we still struggle with areas of addiction and we still struggle with things that are difficult, hurts and habits and hang-ups and all of those kind of things we talk about and Celebrate Recovery. And and sometimes God shows up in people's lives and, 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 and we still struggle with those areas. I want you to understand that that day in Rodney's life, God just didn't show up. He absolutely showed off. In that moment, Rodney told me, he said, something snapped inside of me. He said, God, I beg of you from this moment forward that you would cause my body to wretch at the smell of alcohol, that you would cause it to be poison to my body, that if I would take it into my body, it would kill me. He said from that moment forward, He has never taken a drink since. Guys, I I just am absolutely blown away at how God can transform and change people's lives in an instant. An incredible story that I remember was, uh, and this happened just recently actually, there was a missionary from Argentina that was meeting with a group of pastors from Argentina. And this young pastor named Pastor Carlos came up to the missionary and began to talk to him and he began to to tell him about his church that they planted from no people and they began to grow it in a house and they began to tell people about Jesus and they were getting saved and they were getting baptized and their lives were being transformed and it began to spread and then they began to rent a a small facility within the city and God was pouring out in a powerful way. But this was a very poor congregation. All of the people were, were, were on the lowest echelon of, of, of society really in that culture. And these people began to pull money and pool money together from, from the, the smallest amounts that they could imagine. And and they pooled all of their money, and they began to look because they believed that God wanted them to plant a church in their city, that God wanted them to to erect a facility. So they scrounged all of their money together, and they said, okay, what can we do? And all they could do was purchase a plot of land outside of the city. And in that moment, they went, and and they purchased the plot of land, and they had no money left over. It was all gone. They didn't know what they were going to do. They said, God, we don't need you to just show up. We need you to show off. So you know what they did? The men of the church went and pitched a tent on that land, a small six-person tent, eight-person tent, and they began to go, the men of the church, began to, to go on a consistent basis into that tent and pray that God would build them a church, that God would build them a church. Pastor Carlos came to this missionary and he said to the missionary he said will you help me my people need some help and the missionary that night went into his dorm room after meeting with multiple pastors and pastor carlos was heavy upon his heart and he said to his wife Would you pray with me for Pastor Carlos? They began to talk about it, and they began to pray, and they got on their knees beside their bed that night, and they began to pray and say, God, we need you to show off in this situation. We need you to do a miracle in this situation. God, if anything that we can do to help this church to form, we will do it. God, can you help us? We plead with you. That night, as our missionary friend and his wife laid down and drifted off to sleep somewhere across the world in Watford City, North Dakota. Pastor Elisa was typing on her computer and she Facebooked this message to the missionary. She said to him, uh, I'm, I'm refraining to use his name, I want to protect our missionaries, uh, but he, she, she, text, or she Facebooked to him. She said, we... Uh, We here at Wofford City Assembly of God uh, feel led of the Lord to build a church in Argentina. Do you know someone who needs help? Sometimes God shows up and other times God shows off. The next morning the missionaries woke up and they looked at their Facebook. Within 60 minutes of them begging God to do a miracle, the miracle came. This congregation... Got together, we we gave sacrificially and were able to build a church in Argentina, come alongside that church planting pastor and now today, right now, there is a physical structure in Argentina reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sometimes God shows up and other times God shows off. Guys, we began the building process here at Watford City Assembly of God to build this new facility cuz God was moving in our region and we were just saying what are we going to do and and we began to to prepare and we had the blueprints all together and the church was ready the church voted we said we're going to move forward we're going to we're going to do this and in doing this we had to be do our due diligence what we had to do is we had to get a, a separate independent company to come in and drill boring samples throughout the entire area of our church and they, built, they drilled boring samples to know if the, the quality of the soil was good enough to build on to, so that we could put our facility here. And when we bored all of those boring, I remember going out and talking to the guys. They were boring all these samples. And they put, took all of the samples. And one day, our, our general contractor walked in to Pastor Chad in, in my office, and, and he looked white. He looked sick. He said, you know what, Pastor Sheldon, he said, we got our boring samples back and we have a major problem. He said, in fact, they say that the quality of the soil is so poor on your campus that we cannot actually use it for building. All of it will have to be scraped and removed. It will need to be trucked to another location. You will have to bring in all new, fresh, compactable material, and it's going to cost over half a million dollars. I was like, oh, no. I mean, this is one of those times where you, we, immediately we hit the panic button, the big red button, boom. It was like we said, we do not know what to do. So we just simply began freaking out I pulled the board together. We were going in 10 different directions. We were looking for new land, new property. What are we going to do? Is God going to show us how to do this correctly? We could scrape all this. Could, could someone fund this, all of this? We didn't know what we were going to do. And we got to the place where finally we, we came to the, the decision, you know what we need to do? We need to, we need to cancel church on a Sunday morning, and all we're going to do is pray. Pray. We're going to pray and ask God to do a miracle and that he would give us direction on what we're supposed to do. So we did that. We didn't didn't sing songs. We didn't do nothing. We just literally, we just prayed. I had multiple people from the congregation praying. God would give us direction, all of those kind of things, and and that's what we did. And then after that, we weren't really sure still what to do. Then one day our general contractor said, I would like to get a group of men together. And I would like them to dig holes in the areas that were tested so that we could know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that that the tests are accurate and true, so that we know what we're up against. So we gathered our general contractor, our our concrete guy, Um, we got the the city inspector engineer guy that is from around the region that knows all of the soil and different things like that, and a backhoe operator, and that day they said over the lunch hour they were going to go with a backhoe and begin to dig all of these holes. And find out what the material was like. So that day at lunch, and I'm not taking credit by any means, but that day at lunch, I specifically remember looking out the window of my house towards the church, sitting in front of my sandwich, and I bowed my head to thank the Lord for my food. And at the end of my prayer, with as little faith as I could possibly muster, I said, you know what, God? If you could ever throw me a bone, I could really use a hand today. I said, God, is there any chance that you could sneak down and change the soil? (laughs) I came back to the church that day. I've never seen a general contractor run, but he was running towards my vehicle. He came up, huffing, out of breath. He says, Pastor Sheldon, you will not believe what happened. Every hole we dug, the man from around the region said, this is the best building soil I've seen in the entire region. There is no reason why you would have to move or remove any of it. In fact, the extra that you have left over will probably save you $200,000 in your building project. Sometimes God shows up, and there are simply other times that God absolutely shows off. Documented, written proof that God changed the soil to build our church here. Pastor Chad has the documents in, and I told him, keep those. Don't let anyone take those. We need those. Guys, sometimes God shows up, and other times God shows off. This week, I sat at my desk absolutely amazed at what God has done up to this point in our church. I literally, I'm not going to lie to you, I sat at my desk and I cried. I just cried because I was so overwhelmed that that I could sit there and, and wonder, maybe, just maybe, God truly meant what he said in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. He said, I will do Im- inc- immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine. And that when we started thinking about that, I I just blow my mind, and I hear time after time, people keep saying, we never could have imagined this. We could never imagine that God could do something like that. It is absolutely incredible. It is immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine to this point. Guys, 24 months ago, God invited us on a journey to be a part of the miracle, He said to step out in faith and believe that God could accomplish something that we could not. Guys, building this facility here stretched us to a place that that we didn't even really want to go. It it was a place where we had to rely on God like nothing we had ever done before. And we stared down the barrel of a debt of $3.6 million, not sure Not sure if God was going to show up. But sometimes God shows up and other times God shows off. Praise God. Guys, you may be seated. For those of you that don't know what this means, this was a puzzle that at the beginning of our building process, we had enough money to outline the puzzle, just one puzzle piece, the full outline. But God did a miracle. Over $3.6 million came in in 24 months, and it is finished. God has positioned our church to do incredibly more than we could ever ask or imagine. If we could have our worship team come on up. Guys, I want you to understand that God just doesn't show off just to show off. He's positioned us as a church to 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 do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine that the biggest dreams that we could all come up with in this moment right now wouldn't even scratch the surface. God would just start laughing. He'd just say, you guys, I could do way more than that. Way more than that. It's just the beginning. Guys, I spoke a message not too long ago um, as we were getting ready to move into our new facility. It was entitled, Beyond the Miracle. It's talking about how we believe that God has called us as a church to have a goal to plant a church, support a missionary, or do a project in every country of the world by year 2030, and it's already happening. We've planted many churches. We, I think we, we have, six, as of today, we have 16 countries down out of 192, but we got some time. We're going to be Okay. But guys, I want you to understand that apart from God, we could never accomplish anything close to this. But I want you to understand that God is in, he's in on this. This absolutely smells like Jesus, okay? And this is why. God began to lay on my heart saying, Pastor Sheldon, uh, well, he didn't call me Pastor Sheldon, he just said, Sheldon. (laughs) He didn't talk like that. He was kind of in my heart. I could kind of sense. I just really felt drawn towards the country of Tanzania. If you put a map in front of me, I couldn't find it. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't point at it. All the missionary people are laughing right now. I couldn't. But God said Tanzania. And you know what? He's, I just really felt strongly in my heart that he said, he said, you know what? The next place that we're going to build a church is in Tanzania. It's not going to be a normal church. He said, I want, I want you to drill a water well in front of the church. And I didn't really know what, what that meant, but I was kind of like, okay, so we'll try and drill a water well. He said, I want to drill a water well. So I began searching across. Uh, the Assemblies of God for a missionary that's in Tanzania. And I, I connected with some people a few years ago that gave me some names for the right person. And I began to talk to this missionary who's in Tanzania. And I said, hey, do you guys drill water wells? And he just was like, absolutely. He says, our country is so drought stricken that there are people that will walk two kilometers for water that you would not feed your dog. He said, we are in such drought right now. Our country is in absolute desperation. The unemployment rate is at 80% in our country right now. Eight out of ten men without work. He said, we are in a desperate situation. He said, there is a place that is heavily Muslim populated that we promised a water well for a long time. And there is a church planting pastor there who has been working for years, and the people of his community have began to mock him and ridicule him and saying, your God was going to bring us a water well, and he never did. So I connected with this pastor. I said, you know what? Do you think that there would be a possibility for us to drill a well in that community and build a church so that people would come and get fresh, clean drinking water for their bodies and they would get the living water of Jesus Christ at the same time? He said, absolutely, Pastor Sheldon. Now, this is where God showed up in that moment, but this is where God shows off another friend, independent from the whole situation, calls me up and says, Pastor Sheldon, in about six weeks, I'm going to have this guy coming to North Dakota and he is going to be meeting with someone in the middle of the state and he would be a phenomenal speaker to come and preach at your church. I would really love for him to come. I only have one slot, one Sunday morning, and I need a Sunday morning and I think he would fit with your church incredibly. And I said, listen, man, I, I schedule my missionaries like six to nine months out. There's no way you can walk into my church and anybody, I mean, this would have to be a pretty crazy situation. What I need to explain to you is, is a tiered dynamic here in the story. So we're going to pause the story. I said, I never let anybody in in that kind of situation. In the Assemblies of God, there are people called district superintendents. Superintendent Freetag has preached at our church many times. He is over every church in North Dakota. Over Superintendent Freetag, there's a general superintendent of the Assemblies of God. His name is George Wood. He's over every church in all of America. That's, his, that's who he's boss over. And then the guy on the other end of the phone says to me, Sheldon, you want this guy to come and preach at your church? He is the general superintendent over every church in Tanzania (laughs) one slot one opening one church and God orchestrates the general superintendent of all Tanzania to preach at our church I said give me the date it just opened up (laughs) guys there's an opportunity for our church to do incredible things And guys, I'm not just talking about overseas. Right now in our region, there are a lot of hurting people that desperately need to know Jesus. We have a mission both locally and globally to see the gospel pushed forward in a rapid rate. And God has positioned our church in a powerful way. So this morning, guys, we're going to spend some time in worship. And this is what I want us to do. We're just going to take some time to begin to thank God for the incredible things that He has done in our lives. And we're going to give Him all of the praise and all of the adoration and all of the glory. Would you stand to your feet right now and we're going to pray and just invite God's presence not just to show up but to show off in our lives. If you're here this morning and you have a desperate need in a situation, this message is not just about a church, it's about you. It's about the fact that sometimes you're asking God to show up in your situation. I believe that God can move in such a powerful way and He can show off for everyone around you. Let's begin to invite God's presence here. God, we just honor and glorify you right now. We give you praise, we give you adoration for the things that you have done, the things that you are doing, and the things that you are going to do. So God, we lift your name on high today. You are great and you are mighty and you are awesome and we worship and adore the King of kings and Lord of lords. God, show off in our community. God, show off in our country. God, show off in our world today, oh God. Father, use us. We are available today for whatever you Would ask or dream or imagine for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You, Jesus. God, we just give you and just magnify you beyond what we could ever imagine, Lord. God, we just sit in awe of how incredible you are, Lord Jesus. God, the great things that you have done in, in all of our lives, Lord, to bring us to this point. Father, I just pray even in this moment, Lord Jesus, that there would be a recommitting of our lives to your total use, Lord Jesus. That God, from this day forward, Lord, we would surrender our own desires and the things that we would desire to do, God. And Father, we would more than anything, Lord, just devote our lives to your plan and your purpose. That God, you would would completely come in and consume us with the things that you would want to accomplish in our lives, in our community, in our world, Lord Jesus. So God, we just magnify you today and we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'd ask that you'd be seated this morning. We're going to do something just a little bit different today. Just uh, once again, what's new around here? But, uh, you know, I, I'd ask that you would grab a connection card that's in your bulletin or in front of you, in the, in the seats in front of you. It's, uh, I didn't grab a piece. Can you reach around the back there? And these connection cards are a little bit different than what they normally, they're kind of blank on the back this time. This morning, if you filled out one of these connection cards before, um, you could just put your name on on the slot, your first name or whatever, first and last name. But if you've never filled one out, we'd ask that you would fill one of these out. We want to stay connected to you. But on the back of these, this morning it says, I'm thankful for. And I would love for us as a church in the the area of Thanksgiving today to begin to write down some of the things that we're thankful for that God has blessed us with. Could we look back in our own lives individually and just thank God for some of those things? And we'd like to collect those uh, today. And we're going to receive the offering in just a few minutes here. You want to put those in the offering. If you didn't get it completed, uh, you can just lay it on the information booth. But we'd like to collect these today. And... uh, But the main thing that we'd really like to get is we'd like to hear what God has done. Maybe you have a testimony of how God showed off in your life. Maybe you've got a testimony of how God's done something incredible even in the last few weeks. We just want to give God all the praise and all the glory today. So would you be willing to do that this morning? To take one of these cards and just simply write down some of those things that you're thankful for? The worship team is just going to play quietly for about a minute. And, uh, and we're just going to do that all together. Can we do that right now? Father, we magnify you today, Lord Jesus, and we give back just a portion. We want to be faithful to all that you are doing in our lives. And God, whether in much or in plenty, we know that you are in control, that you give us our daily bread, supply in supernatural ways. God, this church is a testimony to your greatness and your goodness and also to your faithfulness to us over many years. Thank you, God, for your continual provision for our lives. We give back a portion now of all that you have given us. We love you, Jesus. Amen.